Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? It's your girl, Nee Baby, and you're now tuned in to your podcast. Thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel. I see everybody that's popping in here now. Thank you for following me on my Instagram at Baby 30 And also, thank you to everybody who helped me get to my 1 million followers on TikTok, which I already know in eight more days. Eight more days, I will be deactivating it again. So hear me now. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on my Instagram. And also, don't forget about my Facebook comedy page, Knee Baby Comedy's uh, Facebook like page. So y'all go check that out. But what's good, everybody? We got some heavy topics to start talking about today. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I don't know. You know, I know a lot of people. You know, like myself. You know, don't really care for the TikTok app, but TikTok is a TikTok of universities. Okay. And um, yesterday, you know, I had the uh, fulfilling chance to have this video sent to me. And um, it was another masculine identified lesbian who I had the honors of doing promo for. So make sure y'all go hit that video up on my TikTok with uh, I tag keys, the creation suites after dark suites. Um, got all the good stuff that all the good adult treats that we need. Um, but the video was a young black woman talking about the Supreme Court yet again. Um, all these distractions and all these things that are put in front of our fucking faces that we have to sit here and go through the motions. And a lot of it is fear mongering. Okay. But what I'm here to say is I fear not, you know what I'm saying? I know that my creator got me, my ancestors got me, the creators that helped the creators got me. So we good, but a lot of people don't understand this. So what she explained was that the Supreme court for the LGBTQIA people, all my LGBT people, if you're gay, you're married, you know, all this stuff, that they're going to put into, it's called the Harvard Affirmative Action Gay Rights Law, okay? They're doing away with a lot of stuff. So what this law is going to be consisted of is that it'll be legal for them to hunt down gays of the LGBT community and lock them up. And I can't say them, I say us lock us up so it'd be legal for them to hunt us down and lock us up just for being gay so not only a lot of gay people on tiktok has like oh gay people got money we ain't gonna fight that they gonna stand with us they gonna do this they gonna do that you know like it's a lot of money going into the abortion stuff too but all of it is like we always say is control the United States is full of wanting to control, putting everything into the system of control of one government under one order, under one world, under one circumstances. That's why I still trip off on a lot of people who stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Gay people, you shouldn't be standing for the Pledge of Allegiance either. You know, some white folks, you shouldn't be standing for the Pledge of fucking Allegiance either. Why are we standing for the fucking Pledge of Allegiance? What the fuck is that? National anthem. What the fuck is that? Why? Are, what? What is that? We're not in united. We stay. We're so divided, and they're constantly showing us that we here, no matter what we are. We're humans. We don't have any rights. We don't have no rights at all. We're hell. We still fighting for human rights, aren't we? Not only are we fighting for human rights, we're fighting for black rights, we're fighting for gay rights, we're fighting for all these other fucking rights. Why? What is the point? And so my question that I asked was, was, well, where can the gay people go then? Because if we already know Earth is ghetto, America is more ghetto than any other place that I have seen on TikTok. Now, I'd have been on, on size of the UK TikTok, Africa TikTok, Jamaica TikTok, the islands TikTok. I'd have been all over the TikTok, okay? 
And, and these people is living in the lap of luxury like we supposed to be in the Americas. That's why I call it the Numericas. This Numerica is ghetto as hell. The, the America is more like trailer trash compared to these other places. So I decided to do a little bit of research on if and when this law and act comes into play and they're able to legally hunt down gay people, I suggest that all, uh, all of us have visas and um, passports. I know a lot of people love traveling, so you should have your passport. Anyway, we'll get visas. You know, we can make our money here in the United States. But we can live elsewhere, you know, online stuff, you know, shopping and stuff like that. Um, but you have Argentina, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, 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 Colombia, Costa Rica, and Denmark, to name a few. If you want me to go over that list again, I will slowly. Okay, that is Argentina, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, and Denmark. All of these places are, are, are some of the places that we can go to and live and live abroad you know what i'm saying i mean if, if it's gonna come to that y'all need to learn how to start farming y'all need to learn how to start communicating and, and and fuck it i said rosetta stone bitch listen to me rosetta stone listen to me when i, I i'm talking to in my mic when i say this clearly rosetta you need to put some more languages on there other than the motherfucking french and the motherfucking other uh, Spanish and shit. We need to know other fucking languages. Everybody is not just trying to go to Mexico. Okay? I know it's a lot of black people in Mexico. But everybody ain't just trying to fucking go to Mexico. Okay? So give us some different languages on Rosetta Stone that we can fucking, fucking learn from. God damn it. And I mean that with all my heart. And all, all my soul. And everything in me. But that's one thing to take in consideration. Like, where would be one place that you would go out of the list that I named? Out of the list of the, the places that I named, where would be one of the places that you would like to go as an LGBT member or a gay person or a gay woman or a gay man that you would be considered as a new home? I mean, I'm kind of afraid of the Colombians. You know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, that's they melanated, that's our people. But, you know, I don't know. I might have to go to, like, Australia where I know... They can speak some type of language just in a different accent. And I just be, I've been wanting to learn how to talk like an Australian anyway. You know what I'm saying? But uh, knowing my wife, she'll probably pick like Costa Rica or some shit. You know, having me living next to Atlantis and shit and have me having all these lucid dreams about me being motherfucking with Aquaman and shit. She already be telling me that I be cheating on her in my dreams and shit because, baby, I be outside in my dreams. I don't know what my wife think. You know what I'm saying? My wife, you know, that's a different topic to, to discuss, but what is cheating to you? My wife says, if I dream about anybody else other than her, it's cheating. Well, goddammit, I be in my dreams tussling with some people, baby. I be in that bitch roar rumbling. I'm talking about, boy, I be out here getting it in. If that's the case, I done cheated on her about 5,000 times. You know, some men, some women. I ain't gonna lie, because I damn sure done been with Aquaman several dreams. Several dreams I done had. And I was with him. He saved me. You know, my wife ain't out here saving me from drowning. Aquaman saved me from drowning in the pits. I was falling and he picked me up. Yeah, but that's a different topic. But I wanted to talk about what is it, what does it look like for our for our black women and, and for our white women, which I have a couple of guests coming up 
very soon all three of them are um uh friends of mine on facebook and they are all white women and i wanted to discuss what is it like raising young men and young women in their household that are mixed and what's funny about it is because i have three different perspectives of white women who raise mixed children and all three of these women are an example of those three perspectives one of them the her children are white passing but they know about their black family and they know about their white family but they do a lot of white activities they don't really engage in too many of the black hood festivities and um i know that family um personally and then the next uh family she says that she feels that both of her children are mixed they're not so much of one over the other so they're she doesn't engage in them and more their blackness more than their whiteness they're both so they have to engage in basically both equally and then the last one says you know that she treats her children and teaches her children that they are black men and women they are not mixed they are not anything but other than african-american and if they choose to feel otherwise then that's their decision but she says she allows them to have the room and space to uh identify as what they're going to be identified as to other people anyway as a black person which to her, I can relate to her in more so the sense, but it often made me, you know, look at my nephew, uh, my brother's youngest son. He is a mixed child with a white mother and a black father, but now he's in full custody of my brother. So he gets more of his black love of his black family side. He gets more of the black attention. He gets more of this and that. So vice versa, when it came to us discussing with him, um, his feelings and emotions, he really didn't know how. Now, not to put too much out there, but when you're coming from a mother who is verbally abusive about your weight, but don't properly feed you, who is verbally abusive to you about anything that you do, and it's always stupid. This, this is just how his mother talks. His mother talks to everybody like this, not just him, but her parents. Uh, my brother, she used to talk crazy to us like this. You know, we we often wanted to beat her ass a few times, you know, in the past. But, you know, you got to let people be them. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's just the type of woman she is. She's very toxic. And she let off all that toxic energy onto my nephew, with, which brung down his self-esteem and which brung down his level of confidence, which brung down a lot of stuff. And a lot of people don't understand when things of that nature happens to a young a young male at the age that he is which is he's about to be 12 years old you set up a different source of trauma for them you know that's a different type of trauma for them because these are the ones that's out here beating on beating. so yes like i was saying my nephew is only 12 years old and a lot of the things that he is going through right now is a part in what we call what we call it be a shutdown you know what i'm saying he shuts down a whole lot when we're just simply trying to get him to communicate his emotions and communicate his feelings and it's often because of what he had to go through growing up because before he was able to be in full custody of my brother he was in full custody of his mom and and as toxic as she is a lot of the times you know they were going through 
a lot of toxic stuff with him not eating healthy, him being talked down upon. So all those things intercourse and inter intertwined with how his lack of emotions and his lack of able to express himself came about. Now, as a, as a 12 year old young man, my nephew has questions because, you know, he's biracial. He has a white mother and he has a black father. So he really doesn't know, you know, like the proper the proper meanings of his blackness so me and my sister we try so hard to teach and talk to him about you know his blackness without him shutting down without him being such you know in in defense mode because what we seen him do as a 12 year old young man is if we talk anything about like his mother and we bring up his mother and how she treats him and how she interacts with him versus his black side he gets so offensive he gets he, he jumps in defensive mode he wants to you know cry and hash it out and I, I do feel like you know if he was older than what he was he would definitely lean towards more of action of hitting people and as a result of that you know how do we open up safe spaces for our young black men and our young boys and our young men period to to express their emotions you know to express themselves to know that it is okay to cry to know that it is okay to communicate your feelings to know that it is okay to talk to someone about how you feel and um as women sometimes we get so caught up in what we go through and what we've been through in life we fail to realize that it's a lot of men in this world and a lot of men that are in our families that go through similar things when we're when we're speaking on rape and we're speaking on trauma. We're speaking on toxic families and child abuse, you know, and things of that nature. You know, like I was talking about the other day about P-Valley. You know, P-Valley has a lot of things that they're opening up their, their storylines to. And it's, and, it's, and it's getting the attention of a lot of people because we don't talk about the amount of men who are not openly gay but are rappers you know what i'm saying who are thug life who living in these trap houses who who some of the top you know drug dealers in in our cities in our towns we're not we're not talking about the toxic family members you know that they've had we're not talking about men being raped and the things that men go through because men don't open up a safe space to talk to women about it or to just express themselves period a lot of men feel that they can hide their feelings and hide their emotions you know very well and they can mask their energy and mask what they're going through you know a lot of men don't know that you know men can embrace their feminine energy you know if you tell a man to embrace his feminine energy he'd be ready to fight you and gut you like a fish you know what i'm saying but it's a lot of men who are afraid to embrace their their feminine energy who are afraid to talk about the traumas and the toxic traits that they have endured in their life they're they're afraid to talk about being raped you know we dealing with a lot of men and a lot of women are getting with these men and then wonder why they're in domestic violence situations you know what i'm saying and not saying that all men that are putting their women through domestic vi violence situations are all gay but all of them have hidden traumas you know it, it is a taught tradition and a conditioned trait to instill into a young child at birth and at a young age in order for them to see that so a lot of men who hit women or betray women or cheat on women is from what they saw it's from what their mother allowed it's from what their father showed them it's from what people around them made it okay to be okay with you know when we also talk about um 
what goes on in this house stays in this house is one of the biggest toxic generational curses through all black families that we all are not simply you know you raising our voices and talking about you know what i'm saying i'll be damned if i allow my nieces to know what goes on in their house stays in that no talk to me no express yourself because a lot of what we went through at a younger age was because we were afraid to say what was going on. And a lot of us are still afraid to speak up and announce what's happening in your life or what has happened in your life. You know, we call it shadow work when it comes to any of the spirituality people, you know, that uh, that I am affiliated with and any of my people that are, are seeking spirituality as a new source of uh, a new source of love and peace and hope um, is the fact that you do shadow work on yourself and shadow work on yourself consists of going back through those times when you were young, through those times when you felt misguided, through those times where you felt like your childhood was taken from you, through those times where you felt like you wasn't heard, you wasn't seen, from those times where your, your womanhood was taken from you or, or whatever the case may be, your dignity, your courage, your pride, your, your confidence. You know, a lot of those things are taken from us at such a young age and we don't realize it as adults. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us that lack self-confidence, that lack self-love, that lack, you know, that certain type of energy and error in our life is because of what we went through as kids and teenagers. And sometimes it's hard for us to go back and reflect, you know. So as adults, what we're doing as adults is we're reflecting our energy and our anger and our emotions out on everybody in this real world. So when we're going back to speak on my nephew, we're trying to teach him not to reflect. Because as a young man, no matter what, if you, you know, you're white and you're black, you're mixed, you're still seen as a black man. You have to learn how to not reflect your emotions and reflect your anger out on the other fellow kids at school or your friends or the people that you encounter every day, your cousins, you know, or, or your father and your parents. Because sometimes when children are so built up with emotion, they lash out, they cuss us out, they angry. You know, you see a lot of white kids do it, you know, in, in these movies and you see a lot of them do it in the public too, you know, and they're going off on their parents because they done built up all this emotion in their body and their mind and their soul and their spirit to where they feel like they just got to let it all out and release it. And those and, and things like that comes from what the parents or we're not seeing as adults that we're leeching onto our children, you know what I'm saying? That we're leeching onto our younger generation, our next generation, you know what I'm saying? And, and we would love to say that when we're speaking on hip-hop, R&B, social media, um, bullying, um, these shootings and stuff that's occurring, it's a lot of the young generation um, that are being misled. A lot of us was raised in, in, in with our great-grandparents and our grandparents and homes where we we were in church monday sunday through sunday you know what i'm saying in bible study in sunday school a lot of us had you know be home before the street lights come on or a lot of us had was the uh older sibling so you had to take care of your younger sibling a lot of us had other uh uh responsibilities at early ages to where we're not really paying attention to, you know, not allowing these responsibilities on our children, you know. It's a lot of single parent homes right now, single mothers and single fathers, which we do not speak on our single fathers enough. Uh, uh, single mothers, we know that you guys are out there and we know that y'all are holding it down, but we also need to encourage and uplift our single fathers that's out there. My sister is a single mother and my brother is a single father and I encourage them both to the utmost and whenever I can come in and give them peace of mind and, you know, help them with them, with my niece and nephews you know what i'm saying i try to do so but you know when it comes to times of us having all this responsibility for our single mothers and single parents let's not lean too much of that responsibility on the oldest child because you're you're setting them up in a different way until you're not looking at it like you're trying to break those generational curses you're not trying to have those generational curses still be about 
you know what I'm saying, until this day, you know what I'm saying, but we're not learning and thinking that we're teaching our children about these generational curses. We're actually passing down these generational curses besides breaking these generational curses. So where are we actually going, you know what I'm saying, with this? But um, I said previously that I had three different women, three different white women that were going to be joining my podcast next week. All three of them um, have mixed children. All three of them have children by black men. All three of them are raising their children differently, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to know their perspective of how do they raise their children you have one who raised them knowing that they are mixed you have one that raised them knowing that they are black predominantly you have one that raised them because they are white past and that they can be white children so therefore that you know i wanted to bring light to that to all the different women and all the different races and all the women period to know that certain white women when they're raising these black children, they feel certain ways, you know what I'm saying? And as black women love to say, like, you know, if we was to be asked questions, you know, we can be able to teach certain things, you know what I'm saying? When you have black children, you know, and a lot of white women don't call their children black because they're biracial. They consider them to be biracial. And if they are white passing, they do consider them to be white passing. But then you have a 15% of white women who allows their children to engage in their full blackness, you know what I'm they, they full of melanin, you know what I'm saying? So I cannot wait to discuss that next week. And I cannot wait to talk about that next week on uh, your podcast. And I hope you all um, understand the meaning of, you know, opening up and creating safe spaces for our children and our teenagers right now is what we need to be doing. Um, no matter if it's your niece or your nephew, you know, open up and treat your nieces and your nephews with love. You know what I'm saying? Give them the encouragement and the confidence that they need throughout their everyday life, especially with school. You know, school nowadays and children nowadays are way harsher than what we were back in the day we thought we was the shit back in the day but these kids nowadays would tell your ass alive are you hear me they would tell your ass alive so i just want to say i thank y'all for joining me on your podcast today y'all make sure y'all subscribe to my youtube channel at knee baby stupid stud and please make sure you follow me on instagram at knee baby 30 and also hit my facebook like page up at knee baby's comedy because we will be doing away with tiktok after eight more days to see how long we can do with deactivating tiktok and just to get our following up on these other apps and to work our podcast a little bit more and to get more conversations and, and more people as guests on this podcast so i thank y'all for listening and I thank y'all for tuning in. I'm your girl, Knee Baby, and I'll see y'all later on tonight. Peace out.